Greetings, and thank you for joining us for the sixth episode of DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. This is an LMG podcast production. Today, I am joined by a dear friend. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Micah. That's what I go by in the streets anyway. Uh, I don't know if you have any socials that you want to let the people know about or anything. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Instagram at Raheem Shoots, right? You'll see a lot of cool video stuff that I do on there. Um, and, and for right now, that's all I got. That's yeah. fine. Cool. Excellent. Um, so real quick, tell me about your DC consumption. Uh, comic books, movies, video games, TV shows. What What DC comic things do you consume? So... What I will say is it is less than the average DC fan, but more than the average consumer, right? So I I know enough to know more than the regular person, but not enough to hold my hold my own in an argument with a true fan. Right. So I I can give you maybe one extra detail about, you know, the Justice League, you know, or um you know, Batman, right? I can tell you his origin story, you know, or Flash, or I can tell you about the, you know, uh, what is it? The I'm going to mess this up. What is it? The speed, the speed verse. Speed force. Speed force. There you go. See right there. I should tell you everything. (laughs) (laughs) I should tell you everything right there. You're like, you know, there is a speed force. Yes. But like, yeah, okay. I, I know. I know a few things that a few cool things that they could do that maybe everybody wouldn't know, you know. But not much, you know. I, I lean more towards the Marvel side, um, but I think everybody messes with you know Batman, right? Oh, so course. you know, but can't nobody say anything to Batman, and so you know, I played all the Arkham games and stuff like that. So okay, all right, cool, excellent. Um, well, I appreciate you for joining us on this journey through DC Animation. Uh, today's film is uh, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Uh, this film was released September 29th, 2009. And the comic book on which this movie was based is Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. So of the same name. Um, I will read a synopsis and then we will, you know, just start talking about it. So, so. We open to numerous shots of what looks like an economic crash and martial law. Lex Luthor is running for president, and he actually wins. Uh, He is making it clear that superhumans are not above the law, so they can either get with him and be overseen by the government, or they can get dealt with by the government. So a car chase is happening, and the police are not able to catch the car, so Superman arrives and... uh, He catches the car, and he then has a conversation with Major Force, Captain Adam, and Power Girl. They are trying to convince him that Lex Luthor is actually doing a good job, but of course, he's not buying it. Uh, Lex Luthor finds that there is a kryptonite meteor heading for Earth, and it is set to arrive in seven days, and he suggests hitting it with missiles. Amanda Waller suggests using the superheroes to handle it, but he doesn't want them getting any of the credit. So Lex Luthor has a press conference and says that he will handle the meteor, and he wants to make peace with Superman. Batman confirms the validity of the meteor, and Superman decides to go ahead and meet with Lex Luthor, but of course, he brings Metallo with him. So Lex Luthor escapes, uh, Superman and Metallo start going at it, and even though he said he wouldn't, Batman shows up and saves him. Both are very injured, Batman and Superman are able to escape through the sewers and they make it through the Batcave. Superman is then framed by Lex Luthor for killing Metallo, and he uses the kryptonite meteor radiation to claim that it is affecting Superman's mind, calling him a danger to everyone, and he puts a billion dollar bounty on Superman's head. Batman and Superman break into Star Labs and find out what happened to Metallo to prove his innocence. Uh, They discover that whatever killed him was radioactive, and they have to leave in a hurry because security arrives. They are then attacked by a slew of characters. Uh, We see Silver Banshee, we see the Cold Family, Solomon Grundy, Mongol, Lady Shiva, Nightshade, Grodd, and several others. Uh, Captain Adam and the squad show up and the villains scatter. So now Batman and Superman have to fight Captain Adam and the squad. Uh, So Superman creates a distraction and carries Power Girl away. 
After a brief conversation, Power Girl joins Batman and Superman's side, and the fighting continues. Uh, Batman deduces that it was Major Force who killed Metallo, and Power Girl punches him, making him unstable, so Captain Atom absorbs all of the energy that he is putting out. Lex Luthor releases the meteors, but they fail to stop. He releases the missiles, but they fail to stop the meteor. Power Girl leads them to Lex Luthor's lab hideout, where they are attacked by Shazam and Hawkman. Uh, Lex is trying to convince everyone that he has still got everything under control, but panic and looting have already started. Amanda Waller walks in on Lex juicing up, and he tells her that he wants the meteor to hit, kill a bunch of people, and then he can start the world over in his image. Superman and Batman show up disguised as Shazam and Hawkman, demanding that Lex Luthor give them all the data that he has on the meteor. He deletes all of the data, but Amanda Waller comes through with the flash drive with all the data. So Lex puts on his suit and makes his way to stop Batman and Superman from stopping the meteor. Uh, we end up in Japan, where we meet Toy Man, who has built a rocket that is going to take care of said meteor. Lex Luthor shows up, they throw hands, and Lex Luthor destroys the guidance system for the rocket, so Batman has to fly it himself. Superman defeats Lex Luthor and Batman destroys the meteor. Superman goes out to space to save Batman. Lex Luthor is arrested and the world is saved. Credits. So, uh, Michael, what'd you think of the movie? <sighs> so. It's, it's, it's really a mixed bag. I. On a scale of one in 10, I'd probably give it a five. Right. Okay. Um, I the cameos was one thing that I, uh, I that I did like. Um, because everybody was in that movie. Oh yeah. Uh, the I, the whole verse right was in that movie. I felt like, um, Shigo, right, who I didn't know was a DC character, uh, was in there, and I I I learned that that time. Um, wait, what? I'm pretty sure one of the characters was was called Shigo, right? Uh what what did Shigo do? Cuz I was going to say I'm pretty sure Shigo was not in the movie. She she was just fighting Batman when everybody showed up. And they, he he said her name and I was like, did he Shigo? Cuz there was somebody flying and throwing green star bolts that was Starfire. Right. I know Starfire for sure, right? And it was crazy seeing her as an adult, right? Because and and she looked yeah, she looked more comic accurate in this yeah. movie than she does as we know her in Teen Titans. Because in, in Teen Titans, she's made a lot less overtly right. sexual. In the in <laughs> in the first rendition of Teen Titans, right? Not the yeah, right? Not the Funko Pop Teen Titans. Yeah, I mean, and she's still made less sexual in that too, but <laughs> right. But yeah, like she in the comic books, she's very uh you know of yeah. the time period yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely um as so i really dug the cameos right one thing that i did not like was it felt very for for an animated movie it felt very low budget right okay. um which is okay it's 2010 right and cartoons are low budget ish right even though you know animators get paid a lot um the what I don't like that a lot of superhero movies do is, is so they want to show the superhero characters aging, right? Um, so Batman definitely looked, you know, um, older, right? And then of course, Superman uh, doesn't really age, you know, at the same rate, but they looked older. And so I don't like watching my superheroes get beaten up, <laughs> right? Okay. I I and you know I get it. You gotta get you gotta add some danger there, but I think I would rather them kick ass. Kick ass, take <laughs> <Right>? names. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like I mean, it's Batman, right? Like I don't, I don't or Superman. I don't want to see Superman get punched, you know, and and repeatedly beaten and then saved, you know, and then like like come through with like a cheap shot, you know, to win. Like that's not, I want to see him like punch somebody through a planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And I will say this Superman, because Superman usually is pretty merciful when he fights, but this Superman really didn't play around. Like whenever he came to Metallo, he immediately hit him with a car and tried to kill him right then. Uh, There were, there were more than a couple people. He like carried up into the stratosphere pretty much. It was like, you're going to stop breathing. Right. He did do that. Yeah. Like more than once he took people up there and was like, you're right. Like he literally said, you're about to pass out. (laughs) Right. Like, oh superman don't play around oh okay yeah. I, I, I agree you know you're right and, and he did and then when he threw that car on top of metallo that limo right yeah. he did blow up like the the, the gas tank right like yeah, like immediately he after, was so. to finish metallo <laughs> you're right but i but i still i still feel like he didn't overpower them like i really wanted him to like i mean like superman and I, I guess I see where you're coming from because, like, whenever Power Girl punched Major Force and like opened him up, like Superman yeah. could have done that at any time. Absolutely, but he didn't. Right. Uh, he so, could have made a lot of people red splatters. Yeah, right? and and that's the thing. Like, Superman is not that guy usually. Like, right. Superman and Batman both. Like, they subdue, but they don't kill people generally speaking um and and that's what i mean when i say like this superman didn't play around because again like metallo he was ready to finish metallo and that was surprising Hmm. to me just because that's not usually what he does yeah and yeah so i get where you're coming from though because whenever you have a favorite character whenever you really like somebody it's hard Mm -hmm. to see them like lose right and for some people it makes the situation better for some people it makes it harder to watch yeah and you know like the fact that at one point they were like both injured like after fighting metallo matter of fact like they were both yeah. just hurt and struggling I was yeah like, and they're like oh. they're like chancing through the sewer right and yeah. they're just they're injured and you know they could barely get into the bat cave right and and, and Alfred posed an actual threat to them. Right? Yeah, like Alfred was about to blast them both. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, y'all, y'all can't do nothing against Alfred right now. He was like, y'all, y'all at his mercy. Yeah. yeah, and and the thing is, I thought that was because one thing that I always am not sure how I feel about is like whether or not something is realistic because. I will catch myself saying that's not realistic, but also in a world of people that can fly. Right. Where's the bottom level of realism? Yeah, like, I'm perfectly fine with Superman flying and shooting laser beams, but, like, he puts on glasses and nobody recognizes him, and that's a problem for me. So, (laughs) like, I don't know where my lines are, but anyway. um, Yeah, absolutely. He, um, I felt like that was really realistic in that he dealt with a lot of essentially kryptonite poisoning and then batman is a man and batman kind of got a little fucked up during that fight so he, so the whole time that was getting fucked up the whole time yeah like yeah. so them both being hurt made sense to me and them both having to struggle through the sewers i was like see this is realistic is realistic what i want here is the question and um, i was perfectly fine with it because I think I'd rather be like, you know what? That's really realistic in Man, this I world of wanted, superhero nonsense. I think nonsense. I wanted carnage. I think I wanted like, I think I wanted like a Dragon Ball Z fight where like half the world is destroyed. The city is like going oh, crazy. There's a movie. Oh, we're going to, there's a movie that you're going to, you're going to get that. That's the thing about DC animation. There's so much and it's so good. And there, I, I know exactly what movie you're going to like, if that's okay. what you need. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I want to see. I, I want to see people like I want to see them at their limits. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to see like Superman pulling out all the stops, right? Like, like you know when when they have the big battle royale in the courtyard and like all the all the bad guys, all the villains, uh, show up and they're going through that, right? I really thought that I was really unimpressed by Superman doing the really fast tornado. Right. And that is what kind of calms the situation down. Right. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, um. I mean, you know, it's it's early. It's because it, yeah. this movie is before they started getting like this is, I think, the starting point of them getting like really good. 
Um, we're not quite there yet, but um, true, true. Like this I is, gotta remember that it was 2010. Yeah. yeah, like, but yeah, this is this is when it starts to lean toward like, okay, we're gonna see some more people. Uh, we're gonna be able to do a little bit more in these movies and have you know a lot more action, some more stakes, better fight scenes. You know, we're we're starting to get into yeah. uh, some of that. So these movies, like, we're still early, but they they get better and i don't necessarily want to say that the quality increases but the quality increases um and i don't i'm not saying that this is bad quality because i thought that um well matter of fact let's let's get into that so where what were your thoughts on the art style i i would say classic right but but it, it it's weird because back then like like cartoons or our animation that catered to adults is is weird it's it's a weird line right so you have these overly overly muscular dudes let me talk about pecs insane crazy pecs you know shoulders freakish just out there right and then you have power girl right who you know who's flying yeah. around <laughs> looking you know looking like you it know, is all over the Uni- place Mrs. universe right with yeah. you know two watermelons Right. So it's so it's and that's how she's always been drawn. Like that is what she has always looked like. And so, yeah, like that's again, I think that this was classic in that they did a pretty good job of emulating a comic book style Mm -hmm. like this looked like a comic book movie to me. Um, I feel like the people were drawn very comic book like and relatively comic book accurate. Um, And it was, I guess it was a little more, it it kind, because they used the same voice cast, generally speaking, as like the Justice League animated show. And like, that's, that's the voice cast I recognize. That's the voice cast that I align with yeah like Lex Luthor is the yeah, same like, character yeah. yeah like that's my Amanda Waller that's my Batman yeah um and sometimes it takes me some getting used to for different voices people coming in and doing those people but like oh yeah I, for sure. this movie it was really easy for me just because I was like yes those are my voices so yeah. I don't need to get over yeah. that I'm I'm good there yeah you found some comfort right yeah, yeah. And so I always enjoy hearing, you know, the voices that I recognize in my own head for these people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to I do want to talk really briefly just for the people that may not know um, about some of the characters that we see, because, as you said, we see a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I want to do just a couple of quick um, mentions of a couple people. So. Uh, we can go ahead and start with Power Girl. Are you familiar with Power Girl at all? No. I, okay. I, so at first, and this is like I said, this is gonna really tell on myself, but I I literally thought Power Girl was like an adult version of Supergirl, <laughs> right? You're I, not wrong. I, I is that is that who she is? So Power Girl is Supergirl from a different Earth. Um. Mm. So she is. Clark's cousin, she is Cara Danvers. She comes from Earth 2 and she goes by Karen Star. So she is technically Supergirl, yeah. but from a different Earth. Wow. I feel like I was wrong, right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> right, yeah. because there is Earth, the Earth that we're on has its own Supergirl also. Mm-hmm. But like those two can interact with each other, but they are two different people. But technically, they are both the same person, right? Gotcha. So you were not wrong. It is Supergirl. Okay. It's just a different version of her. I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, and you know, comic book nonsense. So oh yeah, I'm well versed <laughs> with the different verses. So yeah, dimensions or Earths or yeah. So uh, we have Captain Adam who is originally part of Charlton Comics, uh, which was one of the companies that DC acquired in the 80s, I believe. Uh, His real name is Nathaniel Adam. He's in the Air Force. You know, he can absorb energy and then has like the pretty standard package of superhero-ness. You know, he can fly super strong, durable, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
but he's often referred to as a living nuclear reactor. So he yeah. can manipulate matter and energy down to the atomic level. And he's actually, are you familiar with Dr. Manhattan at all? Yeah. From Watchmen? Yeah. He inspired the creation of Dr. Manhattan. Really? So, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he was chosen for an experiment. The experiment went wrong. It killed him. And then he rebuilt himself into Captain Adam, much mm. like what happened with Dr. Manhattan. Okay. And so that's, uh, I always thought that it was interesting that the inspiration for Dr. Manhattan ended up being acquired by the people who made Dr. Manhattan. That's, that's dope. Yeah. And then Major Force is essentially the villain version of Captain Adam. Uh, he went through a similar experiment and ended up being a bad guy. Uh, so it, most superheroes have a villain that's the same guy. And this is that again. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. Like if you like Batman doesn't. But um, Superman has Zod, Flash has Reverse Flash, uh, Green Lantern has Sinestro. You're right. Yeah. Um, And I mean, even in Marvel, like most of the people end up fighting themselves. Um, Iron Man did, Winter Soldier, um, Ant-Man. Like, that's just what it usually ends up being. You know, that is so obvious, but I don't think I... Put that together like that. You're you're right. You're, you're okay. absolutely right. And that's why the dynamic between oh, Superman really? and Lex is so interesting because oh. Superman has all these powers, and the two people who are Superman's biggest threats are just rich dudes. <laughs> like dudes who are rich and very smart are the two people who could take him out. Absolutely. And, and that's that's what I always think is interesting because I think that at the end of the day, Superman is aware that Batman is a bigger problem than Lex if he needs to be. Oh, for sure. Oh, I would. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, anyway, uh, we have Metallo. Uh, Metallo, there are several different versions of Metallo and, you know, backstories and all that. Uh, the one that we see is John Corbin. Uh, he's a cyborg that's powered by a kryptonite source and he can emit radiation. And that's his general theme. Yeah. Like most Metallos are that. So, yeah. And one person I do want to mention also is Toy Man, because for some people, Toy Man is a different person um if you've seen other dc stuff and you hear toy man you may think of like a villain who's like a weird white dude who creates toys and is villainous um and this toy man is a different version of toy man but not so not the same person at all but just kind of goes by the same name so um I don't know how many different toy mans there are, but most the toy man that most people have seen that's not this one is uh, Winslow Shot, but this one is Hero, and he's essentially one of the smartest people on Earth, and he's a teenager who can build whatever he wants, and a lot of his creations are anime-inspired, and that's why the rocket was pretty much a Gundam, because that's what he likes. <laughs> That so makes he com- sense. He combined Gundams and superheroes, and that's what it is for him. So I know that was so actually, I'm not gonna lie. I actually loved that. Uh I you know, to, and I almost thought, right? So besides the fact that he looked like like a combination of a Gundam and then Superman and Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Like he almost reminded me of a of a megazord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Definitely. Like a Power Rangers. I literally thought of Power Rangers. Yeah, and that and that makes sense. Like yep. because there, are, I'm sure that you're not the only person that immediately went to right. that. Because if you grew up with Power Rangers, then that's exactly what it's yep. gonna be. Yep. So that's what it was. Um, I will say so. Back to Superman and him fighting. We know that Superman doesn't kill people, but one of the one of the things that well, what I call it, I call it enough mode. So mm. there are some times when we see Superman and he gets to a point where he's like, all right, enough. 
and he just starts letting loose. Like he's he takes the cuffs off. He you remember you you're familiar with Naruto, right? Absolutely. You remember when Rock Lee took the weights off? Yeah. Yes. Right. It's, That's it's one of the most epic moments in all of anime. Right. It like, is. Yeah. It's one of the greatest things I had ever seen. That's kind of what it feels like Superman does when he's in enough mode. Like he just stops showing mercy. Absolutely. And we see that in this movie because, you know, Batman has to go and uh, handle the meteor. And so Superman was like, that was my best friend. Yeah. Goes straight into enough mode and is yeah. ready to finish Lex. Because Superman was struggling a little bit whenever they were fighting. Because, you know, he was still, you know, showing mercy. And then, yeah, when he thought yeah. Batman was dead, he was like, all right, my best friend's dead. So let's let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. And he goes into enough mode. Now, this is not the best enough mode that we will see from Superman. Right. Um, there's an entire movie that has like a section dedicated to it. And I can't wait to talk about it. But that's going to come later. <laughs> um, I, can, I can see you holding it in. I can yeah, see it's so great. It um, and then another thing that I wanted to see if you noticed, do you remember when Lex was juicing up? Yes. Do you but, know um, what he was the- juicing up with? <clears throat> so, of course, it looked like kryptonite something, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was green, but I don't know exactly what it was, no. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that based on how his body reacted to it, it was a combination of kryptonite and venom. And venom is what Bane uses to juice. Mm. And we did see Bane in this movie very briefly. Like Batman kind of just like cut his juice and then Bane. Yeah, that was quick. (laughs) Yeah. And that's usually whenever Bane shows up in a battle royale situation, that's usually how it goes. Like Batman cuts his juice and then that's it. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that it was a combination of kryptonite and venom. And again, that's just based on how his body reacted to it. Yeah. Um, Him kissing Amanda Waller was weird. Yeah. And you know, it's even more hilarious about that because they made the inference. They made the inference like they were going to repopulate the earth. Okay. Yeah. Right. Did, did, okay. Was well, I the only one that saw uh, no, that? No, I got right? I got that vibe too. And what? I was very confused. Very, very confused. And they never revisited that. No. But, no, they did not. Um <laughs> and Amanda Waller didn't fight it. <laughs> just, she just I mean, it. he was on the juice. So what was she gonna do? Bro, I don't know, man. Like, I think that she made the best decision under the circumstances because <laughs> she was like, let me not get like if I deny him while he's on this juice, yeah. it's probably not going to go well for me because you saw whenever she handed him the flash drive, he was like, bitch. Like that's exactly what he said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think she made the best decision for the moment, but I think she was also just in shock. Cause she was kind of like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? I know. I was, I was, I was actually derailed by his, his descent. Right into madness. I was really like, I was like, he is losing his mind. Yeah, because he was talking about you know kryptonite madness and Superman, but it's like no Lex. I think, I think that's you. Yeah, no, it was it was absolutely him. Oh, that was just that was funny to me. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. And you know, I guess that's kind of Lex's mo is that if there's a woman around him, he just has to throw himself at her because in the first movie in this journey, Superman Doomsday, we see him try to throw himself at Lois. And so I guess that's just what Lex is out here doing. <laughs> these, these little these little side stories, right? Yeah, and it's like, you know, okay, Lex, that's whatever. Okay, if that's what you do, that's <laughs> it's not okay, but you're a villain, so... I guess you being that way shouldn't be terribly surprising. Yeah, you're right. But uh, yeah, I thought that was, I just thought that was funny. Cause like I didn't, cause when it started happening, I was like, surely he's not going to do that. I was, I was, I was taken aback. Yeah. yeah and then, and then it, it, was, was like, it was definitely a, a, a what the moment. 
like straight up. I was like, I, I, I and and then the animation, right? Like, and then like him going in and doing that, like, oh, I have a plan for you, right? And he did, and he did that. I was just like, what? I was like, what? What, what is the plan? What is the plan? Right? I would love to hear this plan. Yeah, can we please elaborate on this plan that you have for Mrs. Waller? For Mrs. Waller, please. Right. I'm, I'm, I would just like to just know. I, I need to hear it, right? I need to hear it for sure because I, I don't. I I just want to know because of course you can't be, you can't be thinking. I was like, yeah, he's lost his mind. I was like, that's what that was for. That was to show us that he's lost his mind. I yeah, because that's. I just don't think that that's something. It, it surprised me just coming from Lex. Like I was like, I don't <laughs> think that's what Lex would do. <laughs> what he did okay and and just and even just how they made miss Miss amanda waller look man like like she was less ready than we were (laughs) because i'm sure she was thinking he's getting a lot closer i don't think i i this can't be where this is going yeah man yeah that was was, yeah that i i found that to be just hilarious and (laughs) Again, I was surprised. Um, uh, Speaking I'm sorry. One thing I was thinking about, okay, is so the villains that showed up, right? Um, One, I I wish Lobo would have showed up. But uh, uh, I I I sat there and I thought, you know, these villains have whole, you know, series or movies or episodes dedicated to them you know like and then how fast they handled them in that battle royale right yeah and i think that i mean dc has a pretty wide catalog of characters that they could pull from and i agree there are some of those people that should have been a lot more difficult to subdue and i think that's why they just decided okay once captain adam and his squad arrive the villains are just gonna scatter because there were a lot more that were showing up like superman was like oh yeah we're surrounded i can hear the footsteps oh yeah and i was like oh so everybody trying to get this billion Oh yeah. And I was and I was hyped about it too because I mean they they hyped it up like you know, you know, leave now and they were like I wouldn't miss this for the world. I was like, okay, let's go. I was yeah. I was amping up, right? I was, was like, like we're okay. doing this. Okay. Yeah. I was like, let's go. And I think the person that came with the most smoke was like Katana, right? Like yeah. I I think she and out of that whole fight, she came with the most smoke, right? I was just like because how quickly he said Lady Shiva like like Lady Shiva should not have been handled that quickly by Batman (laughs) because Lady Shiva is a fucking problem hand to hand and Batman just kind of was like nope 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 done oh yeah and that's you know that's one of those things that I didn't like like it it shouldn't have been Lady Shiva that he just handled like that it it should have been somebody else but there were a lot of people that you know they they kind of had to do that um honestly they didn't yeah. need to bring in that many like heavy hitters if they mm-hmm. were gonna have that kind of fight um i did like that grod was just kind of controlling people yeah i thought that was actually pretty cool too yeah i was like see I, that's that's what i like i like that it opened with grod essentially like just using pawns and not fighting himself even though he could yeah I mean, he lasted all of two seconds after they figured out who it was. Yeah, like, yeah, once they found him, yeah. Yeah, He just, he was like, Superman, go ahead and uh, handle that. Yeah. And then Solomon Grundy did the most work. (laughs) Yeah, which makes sense because, I mean, he's a zombie. He can't really get hurt. He's super strong. And so, yeah, Zod was like, yeah. And then Mongol, like, those were good choices to bring in as muscle. Yeah. Oh man, just to tell myself again, I thought that Mongol was um I got him mixed up with a Marvel character. And I just was so confused on why he was here as a DC character because he looks exactly like uh what is it? A- Apocalypse? He does kind of look like Apocalypse. Right? 
And, yeah. and I, I was like, is that Apocalypse? That was the first thing that came to my mind. And then, I mean, I had to wait for them to say Mongol to realize that, that was Mongol. Yeah. But, and Mongol has either one or a couple episodes in the Justice League uh, animated show. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I recognized most of them. I don't, I know who Nightshade was because they called her by name but at first i was like who the fuck is that <laughs> um because i i know who shade is but i don't think i knew who nightshade was and yeah like if they hadn't called her by name she would have been the one i was like i don't know who that is was she the one with the the dark purple yeah misting ice shard weapon yeah like she she had the dark yeah. powers and yeah she was yeah, and she was throwing like the dark knives kind of. There you go, yeah. Yeah, that was that was her. Okay. Um and I think she was how Batman figured out who Solomon or who uh Grodd the was. The speech pattern is what it yeah. was, right? You said I recognize that speech pattern. Okay. Yeah, so and I was like, that's good shit. See, I like I like what happened. Yeah. Like yeah. that little sequence, I like that. But then yeah. once I like, like everybody started to come in, I was like, All right, this is starting to get ridiculous. <laughs> It, dude, you just he clapped, but he clapped Bane so quick. It was just such a non-factor, dude. He yeah, was, he just like, kind of flip, slice, done. Why would you draw him in there? Why would you waste all those resources drawing him in there if you're if you're gonna put him in there for th- for three seconds? And that's the thing. It uh, I really don't like how Bane be getting disrespected because Bane is a fucking problem usually. That's, like that's Bane, what, that's what I thought. You're like Bane, that's what I thought. He's the one who broke the bat. Yeah. Like, like Bane is an issue, but there are a lot of times we will see Bane and that's what, like, Batman cuts him off from his venom and then Bane is useless at that point. Yeah. And we see, we see Bane get used in that way, I think, more than we should. And I'm not a big fan of it, but... I get it because Bane is often seen as just the muscle, but Bane is incredibly intelligent. Yeah. Like Bane deduced who Batman was and came up with a plan to do that and then fuck Batman up. And yeah, not many other villains have done that successfully. No, not at all, man. And dude, I, I, so I, I like the, um, I like the 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 sense of of danger, right? Like so the fact that that like so Bane could could do all that and got him on the ropes, right? Like so I I I said I like my my characters getting beat up, right? I like them getting beat up if they go all out, right? Yeah. Or if it's a like a type advantage. You know what I'm saying? Like like when when Batman got mixed up with um Scarecrow, right? And he went all you know, I mean, he couldn't do anything about that because he is just a man. He's just a human, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, when he's in a situation like that and he has to escape a, a situation like that, I, I get it. My, my, my excitement is drawn from that because, okay, that's a real-life problem for him, right? Um, but, you know, when you just got a bunch of people, uh, you know, doing martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Batman is not easily recognized as the, you know, top person there, you're just like, like, come on, man. Or when he's limping away, you know, you're just like, no, nah, dude. Yeah, like, Batman, weren't you just injured? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, dude, you like, uh, you had your arm broken. I could have sworn, what, like, a superhero, like, just sniped you in the head. Like, what was that, Hawk, Hawk Man? Uh, yeah. When he was like, fighting, like just bashed him in the head with, uh, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, because Hawk Man is, like for a regular human, Hawkman, you don't want those problems. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was like Batman. I'm pretty sure you have a few cracked ribs, yeah. but we're gonna keep going. <laughs> and it was fake too. The it so it was fake, and they got wrecked, right? Like it was that part was staged, and they literally got wrecked. And I I love I love Shazam's uh, dialogue when he was like. Uh, uh, you typically you typically don't do well against magic, right? Yep. And magic is all I am, right? And he just like like said Superman flying. That was dope to me, right? Like yeah. that was dope. I actually like that part. Um, 
even though I wanted Superman, I wanted them to fight, fight, right? I don't yeah. know if they, I don't know if they do. I, I saw the comic uh, cover where it's like Superman, Black Adam, and Shazam, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually thought about reading that because I wanted to see what happens, you know. And there is uh, that. It's not a full movie, but um, it's a collection of shorts, and that's one of the shorts that's in there. Um, so you can definitely watch that. Uh, we will review that one way later. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I'd, I'd recommend going ahead and watching it. Um, it's in that same time period. I think it's 2010. Mm-hmm. So definitely not bad, but definitely not the best work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, it's what if I watched it in 2010, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't say it was the best, but I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, dude, who's your favorite DC character or superhero? Generally, uh, Batman, honestly. Um, I mean, me and Batman, we go way back to Year of Our Lord 1992 with uh, Batman the animated series, and so I've been rocking with Batman since then, yeah. Yeah, and, even even Batman Beyond and all that. I was yeah. I was there for that Saturday morning cartoons. I was because there. there was and there was one point where I wanted to. I I didn't want Batman to be my favorite because he was so many other people's favorite, mm-hmm. and I, I just needed to be different. And yep. so I was yep. like, you know, Static Shock is my favorite because you know not many people are claiming Static Shock, and Martian Manhunter is my favorite because yeah. he can do all this shit. Yeah, we, was, we had to try so hard to be non-conformist. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? Yeah. If I like Batman and everybody yep, else like Batman, hey, yep. we gonna be that is it. That's Batman. called enlightenment. That's called being woke. Yeah, I was like, yep. I'm not about to punish myself because yep. everybody agrees with me. Absolutely, absolutely. Same thing with the Naruto games. I'm not the guy that picks Naruto. I'm not. That's not me, right? I got to beat everybody with Gara or Rock Lee or somebody. I can't do Naruto because everybody picks Naruto, right? Um. So you might judge me, but Green Lantern is my favorite. Uh, Which Green Lantern? Uh, I don't know. The black one? Or so, not the black one? <laughs> so it's so he was my favorite character before the black one. Okay. So How, okay. His his power construct, right? Okay. That, that 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 whole concept to me was awesome. I just like that the idea of the rings and how they draw the power from the ring or it's based on, you know, um the the imagination aspect of it, right? Like that whole thing is my favorite. And to to be to be honest, in Marvel, my favorite character is the Marvel equivalent to Green Lantern. So who's the Marvel equivalent to Green Lantern? Nova. Okay. So yeah. the Equivalent as far as intergalactic police force, not necessarily. Well, the equivalent so in, of power. in the kind of so in the old days, right? Like in like, you know, 70s, 80s comics, right? Nova's powers were identical to, you know, it wasn't imagination. He didn't pull out of a lantern or anything, right? It was the Nova, for, Nova Core or Nova Force, whatever. But he, um, but he could, he could use the Nova Force to form constructs, right? And so it yeah. wasn't. The story was different, right? But he could create like a net or he could create like a, a hammer with the Nova Force, right? And so it's, you're right, it's not one-to-one, right? But it was, I mean, it was it was very, very similar, right? I figured that okay. Lantern was Nova's inspiration. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like yeah. I knew that the, the Green Lanterns influenced the Nova Corps in that, like as far as I saw, it was an intergalactic police force that, you know, kind of managed and protected certain sectors of the universe at large. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess I thought that Nova's powers were more just kind of energy blast ish than that. That is what they turned into. Yeah. That is exactly what they turned into probably because they'd be corny if they were direct. (laughs) the green lantern right so uh, i mean you know probably because yeah, yeah most of them they'll like take inspiration and then go kind of in a different direction yeah and so i guess that's what they did here but yep. i'm not mad at uh because green lantern that's a really good power set like if if i could pick one comic book item to have it might be a lantern ring yeah 
because you can literally do whatever you want. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. It's too much pressure to be Batman. It's too much pressure to be Superman. Yeah, no, I, I, I it's would almost not too much want to be Batman. Flash. It's too much pressure to be almost anybody in the Justice League minus Green Lantern to be right. I mean, in Green Lantern, you just have a job, right? But like Batman, like you got to train, right? That's a lot of hardship you got to go through, right? You you gotta you gotta constantly be thinking, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, being Batman would be rough. Um, yeah. I and, and you know, dead parents. It's not great. Like, there's a lot Absolutely. of trauma. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That you gotta that you gotta go through in order to be Batman. And yeah. I know that I would not be able to adopt a no killing policy. Um, there are some people that got to die. That, big facts. Like, if I was Batman and the Joker killed Jason, yeah, we're done. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're done. And how can you be Batman and have kid sidekicks? I don't understand. Batman's okay. You know what? Batman having children as sidekicks does not make sense, actually. It's a little fucked up. Um, <laughs> I think the way that Batman sees it is that he is saving these young people and giving them an outlet in a positive direction is <laughs> is is what i am led to believe when when literally he's supposed to be like the the hero that we don't want you know like he's supposed to be the dark shaded like like gray area hero right mm-hmm. and he's just taking kids along with him on his journey right like when you deal with people like the joker you shouldn't have robin with you right you should read that you yeah, should have robin or batgirl right <laughs> yeah because the Joker, and that's the thing, the, the Joker, he's, and there's a movie that we talk about later that really, that really made me understand how unstable the Joker is. And yeah, I, that's going to be a fun movie to discuss as well. Yeah. I, back to the task at hand. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're good. I love a good, <laughs> I, I, I love a good tangent, um, a good, just veer off. Uh, yeah. I, I I have no objection. Um, so you said that on a scale of one to ten, you give this movie a five. Yes. Okay. I would give it a five. Right. Okay. Now, and you know what? If I would revisit it and maybe give it a six, just because there was other there were other forms of entertainment that I drew from it, right? Outside of it being a classic superhero movie, like like the like the Waller kiss, right? That like when you brought that up, that was actually hilarious to me. Right. And so yeah. I, like I would give it a point for that. Um and so I did find that. Uh, I, yeah. So I'd maybe give it a six. But it, it definitely wasn't my favorite just because I just wanted my superheroes to be a little bit more super. Right. So there there will be more of that to come. Yeah. Um I will give this a solid seven. Um it's better than some of the movies that were released before it yeah but you know it's not the perfect film there were some issues with it um i like a little more adult content yeah uh that's not to say that you know movies and shows made for young people aren't good because i know like avatar the last airbender is a masterpiece and it's absolutely yeah and it's made for kids so i'm not trying to speak negatively about things that are marketed toward kids but i wanted this to be marketed more toward me as an adult but what i do like is that with a lot of these dc animated movies i feel like they have grown up with me because when i was a youth they were made for me as a youth and then as i jumped into adulthood they started you know cranking up those ratings and and giving me some blood and giving me some cussing, giving me some violence. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to saying bitch caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. It did catch me off guard. Yeah. He said said it's so reactionary. He said it with his chest. Yeah. yeah, Cause yeah. I was like, (laughs) Oh, all right. Lex. (laughs) Oh, he's big man. Yeah. He's big man. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, oh. I get it. I, I, I you know, I, I kind of agree, right? And then it's that's kind of a sign of the times for sure. The um, like, like kid movies back then weren't as kiddy as kid movies now. Correct. 
Because I was going to say, like, uh, the return of the Joker, that was not for kids. Like, <laughs> you scary. Yeah. Uh, and that movie was probably Y7. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, see, yeah, Return of the Joker, that, uh, yeah, that was dark for the time. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how kids, I can't, yeah, I can't watch anything now. Like, I'm, but Avatar, I mean, just the concepts, right, that they, that they brought up in, in movies when we were kids, you know, like, like moral, moral values and morality was taught way differently. Right. And mm-hmm. each episode has some kind of moral um, dilemma that was presented, you know, like everybody was a killmonger or everybody was a, you know, every villain had some kind of, you know, um, greater purpose, you know, so. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I, I, I think when I, when I, when I look at uh, public enemies like that, I think that was. I, I think that was just it. I would. It did appeal to me more as an adult, I guess. Right, like like yeah. the kiss and the cussing. Right, they 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 were more funny. They were more funny nods. Right, I was like, <laughs> yeah, know. I agree. Yeah. So. Well, all right. Uh, in the next episode, we will be discussing Justice League: Crisis on Two Earths, and so mm-hmm. until then. Salutations.